Welcome to Periodicals, a middle of the cycle catch-up to keep us going until it's that crime of the month once again. In these short episodes, we're sharing what we found from searching the local rags and online news in a bid to outdo one another with the weirdest stories from around the world. So the, what did I last tell you about the mouse that got taken away by a bird? Yeah. The ski rock, rock, ski size, ski boot size rock took it off. Yeah. So about three days after, we were having a barbecue. So Tom shouted because I was inside. So I ran outside and it'd be, uh, Tom opened the barbecue there's a mouse in the barbecue. <gasps> I don't know whether that mouse that got taken off was our mouse or what... And this one's some sort of imposter, or whether that was a different mouse, and this is our mouse. So I was like, "What?" So it obviously ran off. And I, then I kept when if I'd like sit outside with a glass of wine or something, I'd occasionally see it and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, little mouse is back." Not causing any trouble. Not been doing any anything. So fine, leave it alone. And then last Monday, I was taking pictures. I go occasionally go around and take pictures of my flowers, like a loser, put them on Instagram or send them like my mom. I do that as well. So <laughs> I went was walking and I just taken a picture of a rose, and then I was like sending it to my mum and then I happened to glance something out the corner of my eye and it was a mouse right in front of me uh, and I think I said like shit and it was just sat there and I was like oh and it had like flies on it oh, not no. it wasn't dead but it had like big you know like big blue balls like five big blue balls on its back but I couldn't see anything on it and I was like shouted Tom so Tom came and I was like what do we do because it wasn't it, like was not remotely scared or anything it wasn't making the moves that a normal mouse would make like running off it was just sat there and he was like oh you know it's just it's just nature I walked off and I was like not what I need right now because this is like I'm awful when it comes to like little animals because I don't know. I don't know if you're the same. I was. I can't just leave it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to either. I thought, what if something comes or... So then it was sort of trying to move, but then it kept sort of wobbling over to one side and things. Oh. And I was trying to get these flies off it and I was like trying to hit the flies with a stick because I didn't want to fucking touch it because I Googled it and they absolutely riddled with things. Mice. <laughs> Like hantavirus? I thought, God, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get that, not COVID, and die. And it's because I touched a mouse. Then it sort of, it kept sort of stopping and then sitting there. I tried to give it some water, so it had a little bit of water. And I was like, okay, it's going to live. Amazing. Then it like ran off behind my planter. So the planter is what, that that's where it used to hang out and take my bulbs and things. So I thought it's probably got a little nest behind there. So I was like, I don't know what to do now. Do I move the planter to get it because I know it's not very well or do I just leave it? Tom was like, oh, this is just, this is just nature. You just got to leave it. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I'm thinking of you saying, like, if you're a documentarian, you just got to leave it. The circle of life. <laughs> so I sat near the door and I was reading my book and I was about Peter Sutcliffe, Yorkshire Ripper. Just what I needed, like, reading. I just <laughs> wanted to finish my book. Uh, it's a huge book. It's like a tomb. It's the one by Michael Bilton. It's called Wicked Beyond Belief. And it's, like, this big. It's holding up my bloody microphone now and it's that big. And I had a tiny bit left and I, it was getting really, really, sort of, really good, the good bit, where he nearly gets caught. Um, or where he gets caught. Sat there, kept sort of glancing to the balcony, seeing if it had run past or anything, didn't see it. So then went out a bit later. It was then, it had buried a hole up through the soil 
I was now sat in the planter, again with flies on it. I was like, fucking hell, just control yourself. So then I was spraying the flies with my f- spray, which then soaked the little mouse. Oh. So I was like, oh God, it's going to die of pneumonia now. But then at least the flies were off it. Because I didn't know if it had... It, I didn't know if it had been on the barbecue and then got like grease on it and then fell off or something. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so then it sort of ran in the corner and just sat in the corner. So then I was sat outside with it with a little glass of wine just sat next to the planter and Tom was like what are you doing and I'm like I don't want it to die on its own <laughs> it just made me so and it was all sat and like li- literally looked like a dried rat <laughs> and I was googling it and it is a mouse It's a, it was a little a little house like a field mouse yeah it wasn't a rat so we then had dinner I kept literally popping out then we were watching a bit of TV Sopranos kept popping out and it was still there in the corner hadn't died or anything but it was still there I tried giving it some like bird seeds wasn't interested and then it was like 10 o'clock and Tom was like right I'm going to go to bed you come in and I was like I don't think I can the thing is if you google how to help a wild mouse no one gives a shit no one wants to help a wild mouse they're all like how to exterminate them nothing out there and then it was like oh. and then I was like do I ring RSPCA no I feel like this I don't is an, R- an RSPCA emergency <laughs> I don't know if they'd come out. It was close, Chris. So I thought, fuck it. I can't leave it to die on its own. I thought it's going to die. I can't leave it. And I'm not sitting fucking out on the balcony all night. It's like that. So I got a shoebox and then had a, a toy that Tom had brought me back from a conference he'd done. So I ripped it open to use the stuffing inside. as like, because I didn't have any like fluff or anything. I didn't know what to use to like for bedding. So I put some soil down in the shoebox. Then I put this fluff and a little thing of water, some bird seeds, and then... I got a glove, picked him up, and then dumped him in the shoebox. Wow. Well, I didn't want to bring him indoors because, you know, ugh, gross. Yeah, no, you don't. And I thought, God, what if he? I wake up in the morning and he's gone? Oh, right. I thought you were going to, like, is that your pillow looking at you? And then there's, like, a, a dead <laughs> or a diseased rat or on, on my face or something. <laughs> in my hair, my butt, my bun or something. So I put, because it was quite a warmish night, so I left the door open a crack and sort of used the box to sort of keep the door open. So he was sort of half outside, half inside. And then, I don't know, just call me like Mother Teresa, but I slept on the floor. Oh my goodness, Nicola. With a duvet and pillows and kept waking up. I was going to work the next day, I was fucking shattered and kept waking up every like hour. Not alarmed, I just woke up naturally. Just It must be the motherly instinct in me, just that alarm, <laughs> alarm clock, internal alarm clock. I kept checking on it. If anything, towards the end, about five o'clock, I said, please just die so I could go to bed. And it did die, actually, about five o'clock. Well, I don't know, there was an hour. I think I woke up at four and then woke up at f- and it was alive. Woke up at five, it was dead. But, you know, I was there. It lasted quite a while then. I don't know what was wrong with it. I really don't. I would like, I didn't know whether to take it somewhere for an autopsy. It might have just been old. Or maybe it was dying of grief from the other... The other mouse. Its little friend that had been taken off. It's like you've got like the whole cast of Sylvanian families <laughs> on your patio. <laughs> So anyway, I, I then went to bed because I was, you know, had a few hours in bed and then got up and then buried it in a plant pot and put some flowers at the top of it. Oh. And I bought a little um, slate heart that says, oh it says mouse and it says the date of its death because obviously I wasn't privy to the date it was born. So it says 16th of June 2020 and it said, uh, we'll miss you. I thought I'd include Tom, don't think you will, but I put, we'll miss you being naughty. And then a little picture of a mouse. And it's in the plant part. That's what he would have wanted. Well, see, that was a trauma. Because I was like, Do they, how long does it take for them to... I don't want maggots on my balcony. Tom was like, ugh, is it going to smell? I was like, well, I don't think so. If I left it on the floor, then yeah. But it is encased in soil. Yeah, yeah, it'll just rot. But what happens if this is all a big ruse by the mouse and it actually just wanted you to bury it so then it can eat some more of like your... Oh, can you... oh a zombie mouse. <laughs> to be fair, when I, it died, it did look like it... It sort of moved and it looked like it was trying to get out of the box. 
that upset me a bit because I was like, obviously wasn't that happy in the box. It was sort of like this, reaching out, like, oh. <laughs> I swear I've been grieving. And I keep saying, like, we should get a pet. And he's like, no. I even said I'd get a cat. I don't like cats, but he said no. I would wait a while because I bet there's going to be another mouse that comes in. Oh, I hope there will be. That's what Tom said. He was like, oh, there's probably tons of them. I was like, not helpful. You can have a graveyard out there. Well, that's essentially, when I was younger, that's what our garden was because I used to have loads of hamsters. So we had, like, 70 hamsters buried out in the garden. Oh, my goodness. If anyone dug that up, they'd be like, this must be, like, some mass Roman grave or something. Or a serial killer's back garden. <laughs> So, yeah, that trauma happened. I'm averaging a mouse death per week at the moment. That's a better way to go than what happened with the rook, though. Oh, yeah. At least he was comfortable. He, I'm assuming. I did stroke it. I put some tissue around my finger and then stroked it like that. Oh, my goodness. Because I didn't want to get hantavirus. Or, like, the plague. I think that's still going. I mean, the flies would suggest that it had something wrong with it, yeah. Well, when I looked at it really close, it, like, was crawling with, like, knights and shit. I've had a few times when... Because we've got loads of cats that live around where we are, and they're really annoying because they just poo all over the garden because if you don't have a cat then basically every other cat uses your garden as a big litter box and so when you've planted like vegetables and stuff is it good for fertilizer no it's toxic like it's disgusting and you can just smell it in the garden so i have to go around like with you know the little dog bag things and collect oh pick up other cat people's cats poos i know it's so infuriating. But what they also do is, like, leave mice oh, dead mice. in the garden as well. So I found loads of dead mice in our garden. And they're just so... When they are those little field mice, they're so tiny, aren't they? They look so sweet, but... What can you do to get rid of cats? I think get another cat. Get a cat yourself. You could shoot them out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Hose them. <laughs> I mean, you say, oh, I really care about animals, and then you're like, shoot them. <laughs> I just... I've never been a cat person. I think. I know people go, oh, I love cats and dogs. No, you're either a cat or a dog person. I agree. I'm, and we're both dogs. Yeah, I'm more No, dog, dog people, not dogs. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, yeah. Probably been said before. Depends who you're talking to. <laughs> I don't mind cats, but yeah, dogs are my faves. I just think that cats, I, um, I like needy people. I like feeling needed and dogs are like, please love me and I, I can appreciate that mm. and I can relate to it but cats are like you don't even need to feed me I'll go out and find my own they don't rely on you for anything the amount of people that I know who have cats and they find out that their cat is cheating on them with another family I know slags there's some cats here around here that are so obese as well like you can tell that that's what, exactly what they're doing they must have about five families and then it's like because I'd need, I'd need a needy cat like I would I couldn't bear the thought of my cat going out and never coming back. I mean, I've just slept next to a dying mouse that I didn't really know that well. If I my own cat went out and never came back, I'd be absolutely distraught. But then it's I'd have to have a house cat, but then that's sort of against their nature, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what it is about cats. I find them, like, less... I can't tell what they're thinking, and that bothers me. And obviously, cats probably can't do as much damage as a dog could do. But I trust dogs more than cats. Because cats have had, like, they, where they've, like, scratched you, and it really hurts. Like, they're so their claws are so sharp, or if they bite you... And you think you're being nice, like, you stroke them, and you think, oh, they're really liking this, and then they just scratch you, and you're like, fucking hell, what have I done? Whereas dogs, oh, dogs 
Just love everything. This is probably going to make a load of people stop listening to this podcast now. <laughs> Neither of them <laughs> like cats. Look, be a cat person. Good for you. I mean, yeah, we're willing to be educated as well. If you could give us a good reason why cats are, are better than dogs. I see pictures of nice cats and people I think, oh, I'd love a cat like that. But I know that I would buy a cat and it wouldn't turn into that nice little cat that wants loads of cuddles. It'd turn into like a little scary cat that I wouldn't know where it was. And then it'd like jump out from under a bed or something and like scratch me. And I'd be too, or he'd like live in the wardrobe and I would be able to go in the wardrobe because I know that it would like hiss at me and jump at my face. As well, when you have a cat, they do bring you like birds and mice, so you would hate that if they like bring you dead things. Oh yeah, especially because sometimes they don't kill them, do they? Yeah, like they'll maul them, they'll just play around with them, but it's supposed to be like a gift, like showing them that they like you, but bar of chocolate's fine. Rather have flowers. <laughs> we got off topic. Slightly. Do you want to go first with your story? Yeah, I'll go first. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a man, I don't want to say the title, because it's a met- Metro, classic Metro, um, but the title's not very good, it sort of gives it all away. I think Metro do that, they don't you just do like punchy sort of headlines, do they? they just say exactly what it is. So I'll just read the story. A man has been arrested in Thailand for allegedly stealing his neighbour's shoes in order to have sex with them. Oh. Therapat Player, 24, had a fetish for flip-flops. I mean, that is my worst shoe. Oh, I like a flip-flop. <laughs> it was, if I was going to have sex with any shoe it would not be a flip-flop no I wouldn't want to have sex with one but I, I'd quite enjoy the uh, feeling of wind between my toes I don't like when it rubs Ugh. so he's yeah has a fetish for flip-flops and was found with a staggering 126 pairs that he had pinched from locals in Nonthaburi, central Thailand officers identified him using footage from CCTV set up outside his latest alleged victim's home when they searched his his house they found his collection of shoes that he claimed he'd been collecting for more than two years he said that he'd wear them around the house as it turned him on he allegedly told officers that after several hours of wearing the flip-flops he cuddled and kissed them stripped off and then rubbed them on his body before having sex with them how do you have sex with a flip-flop because the thing is like you're right apart from them being like casual wear they're not the best shoe shape to put a thing in if you know what I mean it would be like a stiletto or something wouldn't it yeah or like a yeah like a expensive 400 500 pound shoe because otherwise you just have to like which side do you go on if you're a man I don't know I don't know how you'd have sex with that's what I mean like it's not really enclosed exactly like a ba- say a ballet pump if you got a, special, a really small ballet pump I mean then with it's on children's shoes which is a bit creepier <laughs> <laughs> what about one of those like canvas shoes oh what are they called what, like a tom yeah toms or oh you know what a croc oh yeah that'd be reasonable I think that'd be cold yeah the tom tom canvas shoes they're they'd get a bit I think they're, they're a bit sweaty, aren't they? You know what, though? Flip-flops, like clean. Oh, that's true, that's true. Maybe it's that, because Crocs would be as well. Unless you get the ones that are like, made of bamboo or whatever, you know, the straw ones. They would be wiped clean. Ooh. You'd have to chuck them. I'm looking at a picture. There's quite a lot of sliders as well. Oh, that makes more sense. I really hate those. Toe post of a flip-flop. Yeah, I don't know why those, those have come into fashion all of a sudden, those sliders. Like, you know, the Adidas ones. They make me think of, like, big fat men in Benidorm by the pool. I think that's where it came from. Because I know, like, one of my ex's dads used to wear Adidas sliders. Like, just if he was popping out to the garage or something. Yeah, but it's become, like, trendy. Yeah. We can get in, like, Gucci and Chanel ones now, can't you, and stuff, so... It doesn't matter, though. They're still ugly. They're still, they are still ugly. 
I do like a shoe, though, that you can also go in the water with. I do like that. Sort of multitasking. Yeah, that's practical. Police said his collection included dozens of different brands. I can see some Adidas ones there. Just just for you, Chris. <laughs> so dozen of, dozen of different brands, sizes, and colours. All of them well-worn. Not, I assume well-worn by the person whose shoe they were and not sexed out. There's actually pictures because the footwear was laid out by the police as part of the press conference. I mean, that's disgusting. I think they should have more respect for... For the shoes. So this guy admitted three charges of nighttime theft and snatching, possessing a digital transceiver without permission. Don't know what one of those is. And violating the coronavirus curfew. Oh. Good. I'm glad. Someone's getting punished for it, finally. Well, me getting shouted out by police for doing shit all wrong. Major Colonel Ekahop Prasiwatana Chai, hope that I've pronounced that correctly, but I don't think I have, <laughs> told local media that it was not his first offence for similar acts. He said, after we arrested the suspect, we also found out that he'd already been arrested last year for stealing flip-flops in another district. He fully admitted stealing the sandals for lewd purposes, so will be detained at the station until a court appearance for prosecutors to decide on the next part of the legal process for him. In the grand scheme of things, though, it's not the worst crime. No. It's odd. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Oh, no, someone put here that there's apparently two types of fetishes. One's called crepidophilia, and that's sort of sex with sandals, slippers or flip-flops. And then there's calciophilia, which is with proper shoes. Oh, so there is a difference. <laughs> I think I'd be a proper shoes person. Isn't it weird to fancy a shoe? It is, but there's people like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I feel like there's a documentary out there that's like where people fancy cars and things. There was definitely a guy, wasn't there, that like had sex with a car? I'm sure there was. But then that's better than them doing bad things to people that don't want them to. I'd rather that they just use a flip-flop. It's called object... Oh, object sexuality or objectophilia. Form of sexual or romantic attraction focused on particular inanimate objects. I'd like, like, it'd be fascinating to know more why, like, a particular object becomes, like, a fetish for someone. What led him to see a flip-flop and go, oh, yeah. Well, there was that serial killer, wasn't there? Oh, Jerry Brudos, American serial killer and necrophile. He would dress up in high heels and masturbate after committing a murder. And he became obsessed with his mum with high heels when he was a child. And he found some in a dumpster, American there, found some in a dumpster, took them back, and then his mum found them and she threw them away. And that sort of spurred this sort of hatred. Because it was like, um, it was taboo and it was like he was punished for it. That made it even more of a fetish for him. Yeah, see that. He's not, he's not okay. No, he should have stopped at just masturbating into the shoes. I mean, who's to say that this Thai guy wouldn't have done that eventually? Hopefully he won't. He needs to get some therapy, maybe. Shall I go with mine? Yes. This is from The Mirror. The headline is, Tenants freaked out to learn letting agent has secretly been living in their house. What? So this is basically about uh, a house share, like in London, people are living together and they actually found out that their letting agent had just moved into their house for two days, like, and just planned to live there. Until, so were they getting rid of the house? No, so they were just living there, like, as normal, um... It was something that came up on Reddit's um, Ask UK forum. Loads of people sat commenting on it because it was just crazy. They were asking for advice of how to deal with it. How it all started is a letting agent came over to inspect the property and they just sort of let him get on with it and assumed that he'd gone because he had his keys so let himself in and let himself out. But then later they discovered that a light had been left on in their spare room and the door was locked. They sent him a message and they said... 
can you come back and switch it off? Because they don't have the, the key for that room. And then he replied to them and said, oh, I'm still here. And the tenant said in this um, Reddit forum that after we confronted him, he proceeded to lie and say he'd informed us all that he was staying here for a few days. So I'd just be like, yeah, I told you. Don't you remember? Like I said that I was going to stay. <laughs> I think I'd remember you saying that you were going to stay for a couple of days. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And if you want to use any milk or loo roll, that's fine too. Where was this? London? In London, yeah. Oh my God. This is the kind of crazy shit you're going to deal with in house shares. The tenant was like, none of us had any clue. Um, it was a lie. The Apparently the state agent said that he's planning on living here on a permanent basis and has signed a contract and paid a deposit. But our landlords and neighbours say that that's not true. So he's just bullshitted. Like, I don't know if he's trying to be like a con man, but a really bad one. Like, wouldn't you try to get off on like the right foot with your new flatmates? Well, why would you choose and say, oh my God, actually, I really love this flat and I'm looking for a flat. So do you mind if I move in? And I've already got a key to the spare room, so... <laughs> I've already put a deposit and everything. Why would you say that? Yeah, very weird. So at this point, the landlord did get involved and he said that they think that he should leave and hand over his key, which he did. Thank God. But before he handed over the key, he locked the door to the spare room again so they couldn't get in. And the tenants actually think that he's got another set of keys. Oh, this is like some sort of horror film. I don't know how someone has the gall to do this sort of thing, but clearly people are crazy. So the tenant said, I got a ladder and looked through the window and all his stuff is still there. There's still uncovered croissants, clothes, alcohol, grooming products. How did you move all this in? <laughs> did they? Did he say like, oh, just give me like a couple of hours, look at the room, take measurements, thing like that? They all wandered off, and he quickly ran downstairs, grabbed all his things in the car, ran up. I said, ages to move in. How they did not hear that? I know, and then ran to Tesco for some croissants and alcohol. <laughs> So uh, they had uncovered croissants, clothes, alcohol, grooming products, and something that looks disturbingly like a fleshlight amongst the detritus. Oh my... Why would you do that? Why would you not put that away? Hide that in a rucksack. Not only that, but all this is obviously going on while there's a global pandemic. So they weren't just worried about having some weirdo move into the house. But they also were quite worried about catching coronavirus from him. One of the tenants said, We've all been careful and abided by the government guidelines. Well done. And it scared everyone, they added. Because of this, before they posted on Reddit, they called the council and the police a non-emergency number to ask for advice and discovered that the issue was more complex than they had initially thought. And I don't know if that means that there was some sort of squatter's rights or something. I don't know how that works, but... Maybe because he's he's left his stuff or something. Yeah, and because he's got keys and access. So that's why they turned to Reddit to see if anyone could give them any advice. That is like something out of a thriller. Well, it's funny that you should say that because someone on the Reddit thread offered some advice. Well, it wasn't really advice, but people were just saying that they should sell the film or book right to this story and become rich off it. And then that started a lot of people sort of uh, thinking about, oh, what could it be and everything. So another person chipped in to say that he thought it should be made into a television show and shared the hilarious pitch. This is uh, the newspaper's words, not mine. Because it's, it's, it's fine. It's not hilarious, but anyway. <laughs> we'll bring our expectations down. Coming soon to ITV, The Tenant. Bradley Walsh stars as a tenant, a mystery man who deceives his way into the lives of three young house sharers by posing as a letting agent. What is in the mysterious spare room? 
Does he have COVID-19? Are the events as random as they seem? Or does the tenant have an ulterior motive that changes the lives of the flatmates forever? I mean, casting Bradley Walsh straight off, it's going for sort of a 7pm Saturday night vibe. I think it could be a bit darker, like Basic Instinct. Definitely. You've got to up your expectations, haven't you? Maybe get David Tennant as the Tennant. Because he can play evil. He's playing... Is it Dennis Nielsen? Is he? Yeah, they're making a drama. I think he's I think he's Dennis Nielsen. Oh, he'll be good at that. But yeah, he can do dark. Whereas I don't think Bradley Walsh can do dark. I might be, you know, wrong, but I've never seen him play dark. So yeah, that was that story. Terrifying. Yeah, another reason why you shouldn't do house shows. It's giving me flashbacks to when you first moved down to London and I came around with oh. you to see all those flats. Some of them were grim, weren't they? Yeah. Some of them... I would not have been surprised if we found a flashlight in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. And a few dead bodies. Do you remember that one that was near Clissold Park? Yeah. And it was like a ground floor. And there used to be council flats. And the room was all right, but it was like weird. Like no one came saying it was quite strange. And that woman was talking to me and she had a back to the window. And she was like, oh, yeah, look, it's, it's you know, you've got, you could look, like, look out onto this sort of common grass area. And as she was talking and I was looking out onto this common grass area. And so was Chris sort of like at an angle. <laughs> This man with the ma- biggest, what was it like, massive bulldoggy staffy? I think it was a staffy actually with ginormous testicles. This guy brought it into, onto this common ground bit and he did the biggest shit <laughs> yeah, in did. the world. And I was like, mm, yeah, lovely view. And Chris was there, mouth behind <laughs> this woman. No, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll contact you. And she was like, oh, yeah, please do. And I was like, mm. and we were like, oh, my God. Horrendous. She's quite pushy though as well, wasn't she? She's like, it's a really great flat. It's so great. It's gonna go. It's gonna go. And it's one of those things as well where in London, people think it's okay for you to just change the living room into a bedroom so that literally your only communal space is a tiny kitchen just to squeeze more money out of the property. And it means just means that no one ends up really ever speaking or talking to each other. It just felt like a very transient flat, didn't it? Like the people in there. I don't think they stayed that long. They were like people who just moved to London for like three months, stayed there and then disappeared or were murdered by her. And I remember like coming out of the door and being like, "Mm," you know, when you don't talk for a while because you're just making sure that no one can hear you. Is she behind (laughs) us still? (laughs) I mean, the only thing going for it was the area. Just Clissold Park was nice, but every time I go past there, I get like shivers. Okay, my second story is... So I'll say the I'll say the headline here. It's pretty gross. Man quits his job after being outed as Australia's notorious poo jogger. Oh, <laughs> not another one. I didn't know this was a thing. I mean, I don't jog very often, so I'm not sure if desperately needed a poo's a thing either. But well, I think it is a bit, isn't it? Because like Paula Radcliffe, she famously did a turd. She did, didn't she? I mean, you just wouldn't, would you? You'd be like, oh, I'll just leave this race and just pop into that restaurant. Sometimes, though, when you're running downstairs, if you've got on a gradient and you need to go, it does like, feel like it pushes it out of you a little bit. You've got quite a bit, a few stairs. Yeah, I do. Got in the flat. Obviously, we have leaving because we're on the first floor, but I don't, I can't say that I run down them. So I don't get that sort of urgency descent. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, you have shitloads of stairs. Yeah, literally. Maybe I should try it, though, if I'm ever constipated. Just find some stairs to run up and down. Sometimes that's what I do. There we go. Little tip for you there. <laughs> Sorry, go on. A man accused... I mean, he's accused, but he's definitely done it because he's on bloody video. A man accused of serially pooping in public has quit his job after a photographer caught him relieving himself on a suburban Brisbane street. Bloody hell, that's hard to say. Suburban Brisbane street. <laughs> 
It's a tongue twister. Say that when you're drunk. So, I can't. <laughs> the man, named as Andrew Douglas McIntosh, was dubbed the Poo Jogger after a story in Australia's Career Mail, which pictured the former manager supposedly defecating in public. I can't stress this enough. The picture, I thought it was staged because the camera is so close to him. He's full squat position. And he's look. It's like a, a flash has gone off, and he's looking at the camera, and he's got his pants down. Oh god! And the picture going round is in full on in in the motion. Can I look it up, please? <laughs> Search for it. What's just put poo jogger, poo jogger Australia. Oh yeah, it's come straight up. Images. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Can you see that picture? How horrendous is that picture? <gasps> oh, it's horrible, isn't it? That is not CCTV. That's like he's posed for it. There was one shot where it's been propped so you don't see the back of his bum. And then there's another one where you definitely do see his bum and also like quite a liquidy deposit. I mean, that's not healthy. No. Maybe it gives him the runs running. Yeah, it's horrendous. You type it. It's this what looks like a little old man sort of thing. He's in his mid-60s and he's holding toilet paper. Like, it's not even like... That's premeditated. Definitely. And he looks... He looks quite smug about it as well. He doesn't look ashamed. He should know better. He's 64 years old. That's what disturbed me because I thought, oh, this is the kind of thing that I can imagine a teenager or a 20-year-old doing, thinking it's hilariously funny and it's not. It's a 64-year-old man. So he was photographed holding toilet paper outside the Logan Road block on May the 11th and he's been charged with one count of public nuisance. Apparently, though, the camera was set up because he kept doing it, fouling this private footpath near his home 30 times in the last year. <gasps> So it's not like it's once or twice, it's like 30 times. According to local reports, the regularity of Macintosh's movements proved to be his undoing with the residents setting up cameras to catch him in the act. With his reputation seemingly in the toilet. Macintosh has since stepped down from his job as a quality care manager at a company that runs retirement villages. Oh, good God. He's also is on the Brisbane City Council's inclusive Brisbane board, which advises on community issues associated with development and planning. Maybe you should have built more public toilets. Maybe that's what the big push was that he was going for. The big push. <laughs> Ooh, I'm turning to a newspaper rag with all these puns. So yeah, he's left his job. His The company he worked for said that they were not aware of the charges laid against him, but now they're distressed and disappointed at the alleged incidents concerning him. He has tendered his resignation to the company today and is no longer an employee. But he does say, which I think is quite nice, and I guess it's all of that be kind move that they've put, we will continue to extend our support to Mr McIntosh for help that he may require. Like mental, I'm sure like mental health help because he must be mental to shit 30 times on a street and change it up why are you doing it in the same place actually my stories are quite common this guy who keeps pooing in the same place and that man who kept stealing sandals from the same place mix it up do it over different areas so he wouldn't have got caught then would he no I mean that's not the point maybe you should just not do it at all I can't say that's ever happened to me I don't think I've ever been to the toilet in the wilderness and I can honestly say that really yeah oh, I, I mean I think I've well a number two. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have actually. I constantly need away, so that's not a thing. But I've never, I've never done that. Well, you know, when me and Luke went to Africa, um, so we went like camping in uh, in Botswana, and so it was like we weren't in a campsite or anything. We were just out in the middle. It was wild camping, so there's no toilets, there's no running water or anything, oh, and so you have to like they dig a hole and you go and do your business. Um, and then, like, it gets covered up at the end of it. But, like, there's animals all around you, so you can hear, like, hippos and 
t- uh, lion, not tigers, lions <laughs> roaring in the night. So I was like, I can't, like, if I have to go to the toilet, like, I can't. I'll either shit myself on the way there or just won't be able to go because of the, the pressure or whatever. The pressure of being peeped on by a wild animal. And then I get, like, trampled by an elephant or eaten by a hippo. Or could you imagine if you were mid motion as well and it because it's obviously pitch black as well in the night like it goes dark really early so i ended up just um taking some emodium because <laughs> i was like i just don't want to poo so i could have potentially pooed in the wilderness but i didn't i mean i'm not a doctor but that's a good idea everyone do that <laughs> oh yeah i don't think it is really healthy to take it when you don't need to but it was a one-off and it so. potentially life or death yeah exactly exactly I mean, I don't think that I pooed for like a good week after as well because... <laughs> you should OD'd on a modium. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely weed outside. I think that's standard, isn't it? Like when you're a kid and you go out for a walk. Well, don't get me started on how fair it is as well that men have a willy. Ah, uh, no. And it's so easy to just whip it out, whittle, off the go. And it's like, no, I've got to squat. I saw someone doing that, like, at the side of a dual carriageway, but, like, properly, like, almost facing traffic. Like, not, like, hidden in any bushes. I was like, you're disgusting. Like, what? Just have some dignity, will you? Did he think that pe- the people are going too fast or something to s- to see them? I don't think so. Because well, I definitely saw him. See, I don't know if I could even... I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever been desperate on the motorway. I've thrown a, up a couple of times on the side of, like, once a dual carriageway and then another time. Oh, you know, on the North Circular that goes around London. And it was on, like, a red route, so you're not allowed to stop at all. Like, Luke had to pull over. It was so awful. By a Donnell Mill as well. <laughs> oh, actually, do you know what? I don't think he did stop in the red route. I think he did... Yeah, he stopped in a Donnell Mill car park, so... I ruined their car park, basically. Was that illness or hangover induced? Uh, it was some sort of bug that I'd picked up. No, both times it's never been. It's been like bugs. I've thrown up in my car whilst driving. Oh my God. And that was hangover induced. I remember going on night out and then the next day I was like, oh, felt quite rough. And I drove to a co-op, which was literally around the corner. And I was desperate for some Tropicana. You know, like just fresh orange juice. Don't like bits, so I got no bits. And then had like a massive swig. I set off back home and was driving sort of down this sort of main road and thought, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. The only thing I had was a croissant. You know, like those bags, bakery bags that you put croissants in. And I had one on the floor, it didn't have a croissant in. I just littered my car. So I picked the croissant bag up and was sick in it whilst driving like it came over me that quickly but the the croissant bag wasn't like it It was like papery so it just shaked all the way through onto me so I might as well have just been sick on myself (laughs) but luckily because I'd not eaten anything it was just Tropicana and bile I guess I have another story. This time it's from The Guardian, which makes you think, oh, it's, yeah, very highbrow. Um, and then you read the headline, which reads, Austrian police defend decision to fine man after provocative fart. Provocative fart. Ooh. So this is about um, a man in Vienna who's just been fined 500 euros, which is 447 pounds. That's a terrible exchange rate, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But anyway, so he's been fined 500 euros for breaking wind loudly in front of police. What is it about? Is, is it in the, like a nervous fart again? Anxiety fart? No, no. So this is the whole issue. So obviously the police have sort of have to defend this. Like, because people are like, oh, that's a bit, you know, people are fat all the time. Like. Yeah, it happened in, was it Northumberland when I read about it? Is that on our first one? 
Do you remember that guy was hiding and farted? Yeah. Nervous fart. I don't think it was provocative. He was trying to get away. The police were sort of forced to defend this fine. The Osterreich newspaper reported that the penalty stemmed from an incident on the 5th of June and that the offender was fined for offending public decency. I agree. Farting, farting near me would be that. I think I would fine anyone. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, if you can keep it in, you know. Like, obviously... When you get older, sometimes it's not always... Well, if you, I don't know, bend over or something like that, or you physically exert yourself and it happens or something, I'm still disgusted at you, but I'll let it pass. My partner knows how much I hate it. I have not... I'm pretty sure he's notorious for it, but I don't think I've ever once heard him. Really? I don't know whether he just waits till I leave the flat and then there's a minor explosion. That's probably why the mouse died. (laughs) (laughs) Methane. (laughs) Methane poisoning. It like rotted it. That's where all the maggots came from. <laughs> I'm with you because I like I we have a thing where I'm always like you like I don't like it farting in the kitchen or in the dining room. Anywhere near food, I really get like offended by it. Because it's poo particles. Poo particles come out your bum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But having said that, we do fight in front of each other. And like one of the very, it's funny because one of the very first times that I fighted in front of Luke was on that side of the dual carriageway. And this was because I couldn't not. When you were being sick. I was throwing up with such like ferocity oh. that it like, it was like <laughs> at the same time. Oh, I'd have been so worried that it had been a double sick in diarrhea. A shot! Is it a shot? No, thankfully it wasn't. It was just like literally the tension in my muscles from throwing up pushed out a little, a little squeaker. You can't hold everything in. Because like I was obviously like really not having a good time, but like we both like looked up at each other and started giggling like me in the middle. And then I carried on throwing up. So that was a nice bonding moment. Is that what he proposed? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this is it. It's not going to get any better than this. And this is the woman of my dreams. <laughs> yeah. She can fart and sink at the same time. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. The city police, to defend themselves, wrote on Twitter that, of course, no one is reported for accidentally letting one go. They added that the man had behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during an encounter with officers that preceded the incident. He got up from the park bench, looked at officers and let go. A massive, and this is in quotes, massive intestinal wind, apparently with full intent. So it does seem malicious. I can imagine like a drunk person doing that thinking it's hilariously funny just getting up off the bench leaning to one side and letting rip again though if I was a police officer wouldn't go anywhere near that I'd taser him <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd say lock him up and throw away the key yeah capital punishment hang him that's the only way they'll learn <laughs> I feel. I remember when I was younger and I used to say that to my brother if he ever farted I'd be like that means you, means you need a poo go to the toilet this is what I always say and Luke's always like no that's not true maybe it's a northern thing I don't know I'm sure I've heard that it's a poo coming I think it's a certain type of fart where it is like so disgusting smelling that you're like oh that that's like a poo the wind is ha- it's having to go past that on its way out and it's picking up the scent yes I think that's science. Oh, sorry guys, this has been a gross one. <laughs> I know, we're so childish, aren't we? But Well no, we agree, it's absolutely fucking disgusting. We just need to discuss these horrible stories to understand the foul people on the earth. So that was our periodical three. Hope you're still enjoying it. Uh, that was quite a crass one. These are always going to be crass, let's be honest. Yeah, and we'll be back 
the next episode will be a full episode thank you for listening we'll speak to you soon yep speak to you soon Bye. bye